Hi, and welcome to the very first podcast episode of Spirituality and Mental Health, a deep dive into the stigma of spiritualism and mental health. This is Gloria Mendez, and I'm here with my partner, Saul Palacios. And yes, and we are excited to start this very first full podcast episode. Um, And so we decided that the first episode, we were going to go big or go home. We are starting out with psychosis and spirituality. Not everything that's seen and heard is crazy. So I'll go ahead and pass it on to Saul, and we'll just start having our conversation about our experiences with psychosis and seeing things and hearing things. Before I get started, I have a question for you, sure. Gloria. In your practice, because your, your practice is a little bit different than mine as far as uh, when um, clients come in and uh, want to talk about certain things and... For example, from when clients come and talk to me, they're actually saying uh, words like spirits and uh, sensitivities and and feeling this way and feeling that way. And um, when they come and see you, what words are they using? Um, are they direct also? So no, um, in, in all my experience and like the over 25 years, I've never had someone reference what they're seeing or hearing in a spiritual sense. Um, It's more of, um, I have seen shadows, or I see things, or I hear voices telling me to do this or that, or um, they are feeling things crawling on their skin. Um, So they voice it to me more as a symptom for lack of a better phrase. And I think that is because my industry is mental health. Uh, It's associated with problems, um, what's not going right in your life. And so when they go to you, they're already in that mindset. This is for a spiritual um, conversation to be had. So I think that's where the different uses of words in describing possibly the same things occurs. So it's kind of like the terminology is different, but um, the situation's the same. I know a lot of my clients come in and they don't necessarily go see a therapist. For them, they actually tell me, you're my therapist, you're my spiritual therapist. And they're real quick to be like, you know what? I saw something that was uh, looked like a spirit. And I'm like, well, how do you know that looked like a spirit? What does a spirit look like? And the same, but same things, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, you know what, uh, I was asleep and my sheets were pulled off or my bed was trembling. Um, I'm seeing shadows, just like you mentioned. Um, and then just, you know, them feeling certain things and not understanding what they're feeling. You know, all of a sudden I felt chills and I was just watching TV and, you know, right. um, what, what's happening to me, you know, or, or people will automatically think somebody's doing something to me, you know, somebody's texting me or whatever. Right. Um, so I was just, you know, I think it's pretty much the same. It's just, you know. Different a, mindset different coming mindset, into absolutely. the different buildings. Correct. Yeah. Um, so what is it that you do when somebody comes to you for spiritual therapy, we'll call it. Okay. Um, and, and they start telling you about these things that they're seeing, things that they're hearing, things that they're feeling. Um, and 
maybe they've never gone to anybody for right. spiritual guidance. Right. How, do, how do you help them so, adjust? So I know like a lot of people will be, uh, you're right, they've never really gone to anybody, but they've talked to coworkers or family members or, or whoever, friends even, and them saying, oh, you know what, it's this, something's attached to you, whatever. So when they come to see me, usually, you know, um, because I, I, I see myself as being super grounded and I am super sensitive, um, I'm able to sense, okay, yeah, you know what, I do sense that there is something attached to you or waiting for you, or I do sense that, you know, maybe somebody is maybe lighting a candle against you, you know, energy, everything's energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So when people come in feeling a certain way, um, fortunately, I'm able to maybe uh, pinpoint, okay, this is, you know, why you're feeling this way or, you know, and, and sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's just, um, hey, you know what, let's do a spiritual cleanse where we're cleansing your aura. And then, you know, I always recommend not just cleansing your aura, but cleansing your spaces and and. And if anybody doesn't know how to cleanse their spaces, then I just say, hey, just rearrange your furniture because that's going to shift. Right. It shifts the energy. It shifts energy. Yeah. Everything is energetic. So it's also how you're reacting to these energies. Sometimes these energies will kind of, um, kind of like, you know, want to shake you up. And if you're like, shook, you know, shook in, then they're going to, the energies are going to, you know, become more a little bit more consistent versus where you're not really paying attention to it but it i mean it all just depends every situation is different in that sense it, it it quickly took me to dealing with um like children and adolescents mm-hmm. that um are seeking out attention in um not the most appropriate ways right. um maybe uh, like disturbing others and just um pestering parents maybe um, because just blatantly asking, Hey, I need something isn't getting any results. So if you don't get results in one way, you look for alternative methods and some way to get attention. Um, So it sounds like for what you're seeing, that's, that's still the same case. Right. Well, when it comes to children, I mean, that can go different ways as well because you know, you, a lot of children are curious. Right. And they're going to want to, you know, especially nowadays where everything's Hollywood. Yeah. So they want to, you know, that the, the curiosity gets the best of them and they want to start poking around things. And then, right. you know, speaking of children, do you get many children or minor uh, clients? I do. do. I do. Um, a lot of more so children that are developing their spiritual gifts. Gotcha. Um, so they're starting to freak out on certain things that they're seeing. And, and I get it because I was that child. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm able to relate and, and we're able to have these conversations. And usually by the end of the our sessions, you know, they're feeling better. Then the next time I see them, they're like, oh, my gosh, you know, right. you were you were so right about this. And now I'm, I'm able to control whatever energy that they're, you know, learning um, a little bit better and, and their focus on themselves and maybe their schoolwork and just, you know, socially, it, it's so much better. Right. When you were young and starting to develop your gifts and they were presenting themselves, um, did you ever feel like you were losing your mind? You're out of control of your reactions? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I know that one of my, one thing that does always sticks out to me is, um, I would, I, maybe a couple of times I told my mother, 
hey, you know what, I'm seeing, I, I close my eyes and I can see these skeletons or I can see these visions. And for me, that was, I knew that wasn't normal. And that was, you know, scaring me. My mom was just kind of like, you know, she would just brush it off. And it wasn't until maybe, you know, a little later where I realized, oh, that that really wasn't that, this was something else, you know? Uh -huh. and, um, I mean, it's just, just different things. You know, one of my first visions was, um, I thought I was just going crazy and, and yeah, for a long time, even, you, even up until my, I'm in my forties now, up until maybe my, uh, late teens, I thought I was schizophrenic. Really? Yeah. I thought yeah. I was like, oh man, maybe, you know, this is going on with me, but, um, just, you know, kind of not putting focus on that diagnosis right. and then just kind of being open and, and, and just kind of listening to what. I'm, I'm feeling, reading these energies led me to believe, okay, you know what, okay, this isn't schizophrenia. This is, you know, right. my spirituality, you know, and, right. and, you know, then life happens and, you know. Right. We grow, we learn. We grow, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, because I started my practice mostly with um, kids and adolescents, mm -hmm. um, you know, they would tell me about their imaginary friends right. and, um, you know, I was trained in looking for symptoms, looking for problems, looking for a diagnosis. And so um, it wasn't until um, I started seeing more trends and becoming more um, culturally aware. And by culturally aware, that for practitioners like myself in the mental health field, it's more of not only knowing like the Hispanic culture, the African American culture, the Caucasian culture, um, you know, Native American culture, right. it goes much beyond that and, you know, organized relig religions and the overall umbrella of spirituality and really gaining the knowledge um, and respect for all the different possibilities that are out there. So I know that there's been um, increasing awareness of how spirituality um, needs to take a role in looking at what somebody that's sitting next to you is talking to you about and presenting right. as something they're struggling with. Right. Um, you know, we, I and um, in my field, we have to really relinquish those labels in the beginning and really get to know the person right. and know where they come from and their belief system. Right. Um, I, I can recall in, in growing, I had a teenager who came from a very, very, very disruptive family um, since she was young. And um, she had, she stayed in her room a lot um, so that she wouldn't hear the fighting. Um, and so she would, she was the only child developed a imaginary friend as she described it. Um, and she would talk to this friend, um, from the time she was like four, um, until I was seeing her, like she was 13 or 14. Right. Um, but she said in the beginning, her imaginary friend was friendly and would play with her and, and was very nice and comforting. Um, and then as she got older, her imaginary friend got dark, um, and would be telling her, uh, negative things and bad things and would tell her to do bad things to herself and to others. And so that's part of the, how I got to 
to be introduced to her is, is, you know, she was hospitalized, medicated. Um, and then I started seeing her and, um, spirituality was never something that we really talked about, but she did call him, um, her demon and she gave him a name. That's specific. Yeah. I mean, the way she described him was something that she would have seen on, like a horror movie. Um, and she was quite scared of him and listening to all the things that he would tell her. Um, and so we, we grew a really, um, strong rapport and she felt very comfortable talking with me. And, you know, she would tell me that her demon was in the sessions with us and she would tell me what he was telling her about me. Um, and I kind of just, you know, didn't really have a reaction other than, okay, well, you know, that's his opinion. Um, and so she told me he grew to dislike me more and more because she was getting better and not listening to him and and whatnot, which makes sense. Um, and so one day I remember she, um, I giggle about it now, wasn't really giggling then, but she said she was going to take a break from her demon and send him home with me. Um, and so I remember very distinctly that that evening, um, I was busy and all of a sudden all my dogs went crazy barking and barking, like somebody was breaking in. Um, and it startled me because they'd never barked like that before. Um, so I went around checking the house and there was nobody there and, um, everything was locked. And so they finally calmed down. Um, but I couldn't help but thinking, she said she was going to send them to me. (laughs) I was like, well, okay. Um, and then that night as I was sleeping, um, I felt foot, foot, feet stepping across my stomach. Mm. Uh, it woke me up. Um, I don't recall dreaming anything, but I physically felt footsteps on my uh, stomach. Um, and I was kind of like, well, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing this is kind of what she feels. Um, I'm like, I must really be connected to her. Um, and then I had been working in bed on my laptop and I have a desk in my room and I had put my laptop, closed it up, put it on my desk, um, before I went to bed. And when I woke up in the morning, um, and was packing my laptop, I noticed that it was cracked. It hadn't fallen or anything, but my laptop was cracked and I was like, oh my gosh. And so, um, I made the decision not to, um, bring it up in session, but she brought it up and she's like, I know he went to your house. He likes your brown and white dog. Um, and I know he broke something of yours. Uh And, um, I was just like, wow. (laughs) Okay. That was my first experience with something like that. Um, it was very memorable. What an experience. What a very memorable. Um, but I honestly think it has made me a better therapist as far as dealing with individuals coming in with what stereotypically is seen as severe mental illness and the possibilities that, um, it's not just, you know, your mind playing tricks on you or you have some type of, um, psychiatric disease there, there's other options to be weighed. Correct. 
So yeah, I haven't had an experience like that since with a client, wow, but okay. um, yeah, but I guess I know what to deal with right. next time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, um, it comes in all shapes and forms, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, it, a few years back, a couple of this, and this has happened a couple of times where I'm out and about and I've had, you know, you know how everybody's always dodging homeless people and right. stuff like that. I've actually had homeless people come up and say, you have a bright light around you and I can see your gifts and uh, you're going to do great things. You know, even before, like I opened up my uh, reading room, Botanica, um, so it comes in shape, different shapes and forms, and, and you just never know right. who or what you're dealing with. Exactly. And I think that's a, a, a great testament to Absolutely. just being, you know, everybody being their authentic self and right. everybody being just open-minded about um, more things than what we were just right. taught growing up. And, and, and like I mentioned in our introduction, you know, we're all spiritual beings, you know, we're all born with the spirit and um, society shapes us, unfortunately. Right. Um, society plays a big role in uh, what we deem as acceptable and unacceptable. Right. Um, and it, it promotes a lot of fear for individuals that are sitting outside the box. Right. Um, but, you know, there are individuals in society that do understand, that do accept, mm -hmm. that will listen mm -hmm. unconditionally and without judgment and really be, uh, you know, that shining light right. for um, the rest of the individuals out there just confused. I think confused is a better word than possibly struggling. Yeah, I would say, honestly, I just, I, confused, maybe, I, I feel maybe it's a lack of confidence within themselves. I could see that. Um, a lot of people mistake um, maybe like um, their intuition with, you know, it, it's kind of a cliche. It's kind of like, are you gonna listen to your mind or are you gonna listen to your heart? type of situation right, yeah you know what I mean uh -huh. so it, it's it's mainly taking accountability for your uh your own uh, confidence your own actions um you know and I tell my 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 clients you know this is your one life you have to make it your most happiest your most authentic life be confident with yourself and I know you know traumas happen life happens but again you know it just boils back down to um taking that accountability and being confident with what you're feeling first and foremost. And that takes a lot of Absolutely. like introspection and yeah. self-work yeah. and um, not everybody has the support to do right. that or, or the confidence right. like you mentioned to do that because they do just feel so, so different. Right. Um, and we've been conditioned again, different mm -hmm. is not okay. Um, it's looked looked at um, from a different lens that tends to shine that light of um, shame. Right. Um, so that's something that hopefully in, in talking about these issues in our podcasts, you know, we'll get listeners out there that um, are curious 
um, and want that support. And, you know, they know that there's people that they can reach out to. That's correct. Um, most definitely yourself. Um, so you, you mentioned reading room Botanica. Um, what all can somebody that um, maybe is questioning what they're dealing with and wants to, um, you know, get insight into the spiritual aspect of it? What could they anticipate receiving? What do you, what do so, you provide? So, um, you know, people come in for different reasons. People come in not knowing what they're doing or what they're wanting. They're just, I'm here. I've been curious. And, um, a lot of people tend to, like I said earlier, they're, um, experiencing certain things and they don't know how to talk about it. They don't know how to, um, what to think of it. So, you know, I always first, you know, start off like, you know, um, I never ask, okay, well, tell me about your salary like that. Let me tell you. Right. Uh -huh. So, you know, once, once we get going, then a lot comes out and I, I've had, I had somebody just yesterday say, you know, um, yeah, you know, I'm seeing shadows and, um, I'm talking in my sleep and, you know, all kinds of things, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, it just so happens that that person is unraveling their gifts and, they didn't even know that they didn't, they just thought they were just going crazy, crazy <laughs> for lack of a better word, yeah, crazy, they were going crazy. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, even my children are saying are freaking out and they're saying all these things and my husband, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, what's happening is, you know, just, can, you just got to center yourself and connect and all of that's going to stop. All of that will stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it'll be a, a smoother experience, you know, but I tell these people, you know, don't ignore it. The more you ignore it, the more, uh, paranoid you're going to be, right? The more paranoid, so don't ignore it. It's not like, and I tell them, you know, you don't ignore your hair when you need a haircut. You don't, you know, yeah. so it's a, it's a part of you. Right. And it's just something that you need to embrace. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so when people come in, you know, our talks go different directions and it's usually just for their betterment, uh, whether it's them unraveling their gifts or just wanting to some type of peace of mind that they're, they're okay and they're not, you know, going right. like, crazy like, like, like confirmation exactly yeah. confirmation i get a lot of that yeah um and then i also get you know people that are are a little bit you know paranoid but they've been paranoid all their lives and they need some type of reassurance so they're going to want like a spiritual cleansing so we'll do like an aura cleanse and then you know usually they're really good after that and i won't see them for another month or so um so it's it's, it's a little bit of everything really um i'm able to help them with um, not only try to put them on the right path, but, you know, spiritually, but also in their material lives, you know, um, and then um, not just with their, you know, like with readings or anything like that, but like I said, cleansings, and then also a lot of people come in for like, they feel they need, they need that, um, they need a certain candle lit because they feel safer with the candle lit because their mom did it or their grandmothers did it or whatever. So, you know whatever is needed, you yeah. know, fortunately I'm able to provide. Awesome. Um, you know, you mentioned, I mentioned earlier about, you know, being culturally competent. Mm -hmm. Um, and you mentioned, uh, just now about, you know, I saw my mother do it. I saw my grandmother right. do it. Um, do you notice that reaching out for spiritual guidance and, um, just being like spiritually connected, um, is stronger in different cultures? 
Um, I wouldn't say it's stronger in different cultures. Um, just depending on the individual, it's pretty much the same all across. It's just lingo is different, mm-hmm. basically. Okay. Um, once I, I do know that once you're spiritually connected, life just seems so much better and easier. You don't sweat the small things anymore. You're not worried about what you know the neighbor down the street is saying about you, and you're not worried about shadows being in your house either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I see in in my practice um, more talk of there even being any type of like spiritual alignment mm-hmm. um, with the Hispanic population and with the African American population. Um, just I, I don't know why they open up more about spirituality. So my theory is okay. um, COVID. COVID. Okay. When COVID hit. People isolated because they had to. Right. For long periods of time. Right. So people got to know themselves. Yeah. COVID did a lot for a lot of people. (laughs) And, you know, um, there's there's a small handful that COVID was a a blessing. You know, Mm -hmm. they didn't get sick. Their families didn't get sick. They actually got to slow down and appreciate life. Right. Um, But for a lot of people, it brought out of hibernation, like the, these, these fears, these insecurities, these anxieties, um, that because they're so bogged down by the hustle and bustle of everyday life, they just weren't really aware. All that right there. Yeah. All that right there. Cause you know what? Life is busy. Right. And people tend to ignore themselves. And a big thing is that self-care. COVID almost promoted self-care. It did. It did. It really put like hypervigilance in taking care of ourselves and paying attention to what we do and how we are every day. So yeah, that's kind I really didn't anticipate you saying COVID. (laughs) Like that really like shocked me. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, COVID put a lot of people in isolation, made people think, made people uh, live within themselves. They got to know themselves better. They got to know their partners or roommates, whoever better. Um, energy was definitely inten- uh, intensified. Um, I know that uh, people got to appreciate life better because, uh, unfortunately, you know, we did lose a lot of people. So, right. um, I mean, it just took a turn, yeah, for the, for um, for the better, also for the worse, of course, but. COVID was a main, I feel like it's a main factor in why so many people are now um, seeking their spirituality, help their, you know, help. Right. Okay. Well, I think we've given our our listeners here a a good dose of what we're about and what's to come here in our first episode. Yeah, stay tuned. Yes, stay tuned for all the juiciness. Um, so I wanted to, uh, let everybody know that we have an Instagram page for our podcasts. So please jump over to Instagram and like our page. We will be, um, promoting our podcasts and you can, uh, contact us through that. The Instagram handle is, um, at spirituality underscore mental health two ten. Um, yeah, we've got a lot to come and I'm super, super excited. Yes, the very tip of the iceberg. We started out big uh, with a big kind of um, stigmatized topic, but um, there's still big stuff to talk about. There really is. 
So until next time, you can find Saul and I on Instagram, and you can find Saul at his shop in San Antonio, Texas. Reading room Botanica. On South Fresa. On South Fresa in Southtown, San Antonio. Yes. Texas. Deep in the heart of San Antonio. <laughs> so until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye, guys.